Welcome to another edition of the NCBI podcast. I'm June Tinsley, Head of Communications and Advocacy with NCBI. And today on my podcast, I have the joy of having a chat with Dylan Rees, who is uh, uh, originally from Wales, but now living in Waterford, um, and who's going to tell us all about his um, experience as being a vision impaired snooker player. So welcome, Rees, or sorry, welcome, Dylan. Um, and thanks very much for having a chat with me. Ah, it's no problem at all. Anytime, anytime. Um... Yeah, quite simply, um, it, it happened by chance for me. I've been playing snooker. Um, you can tell by my accent there, I'm from Wales, but I've been here over 20 years now, and I've been playing snooker for me 40 years, I'd say. And uh, But I've always had um, what, what they would term as a lazy eye or, or whatever, and, I, and, I, and I, they didn't pick it up when I was, when I was young. So um, I had next to no vision in, in my right eye, uh, and of course, now that I'm at the, the grand old age of 50, over the last kind of 15 years, my left eye has got uh, pretty poor. So, um, and it's it's just by chance that I I uh, met uh, a friend of mine who was the chairman of, of Welsh Snooker over in Cardiff. And uh, he lost an eye, believe it or not, in a, in, a, in a bicycle accident, I think, when he was young. And he was telling me about this, um, the World Disability Tour that he's on. And it's... Look, it's a mild form of, of disability. If, if, if it is a disability, it's obviously it's obviously an impairment for me and it, it causes problems, uh, small problems in day-to-day running. But snooker-wise, I just, um, he said to me, look, well, I know you play, why don't you come and join us? And uh, this was just, I think it was about a year before COVID. Um, and I managed to get two, two events in. So you had we had the English Open, the um i and i went over i was i had an invite over to the belgium open um uh and i and uh yeah and I, i've and i've played in three events to total the uk championships and i've won all three so um it's been uh it's, and it's it's an incredibly um uh what was the right word um uplifting um place to be there's there's you know there's there's over 150 up um uh, players uh, of all differing disabilities um, and they're in all different kind of categories if you like I, I'd be in visually impaired group seven and I'd be playing amongst um, you know 18 to 20 visually impaired people for the title if you like so okay. but it's been phenomenal it's been a great uh, great part of my life over the last three four years obviously Covid has derailed a few things but but yeah it's been fantastic. And it- Tell us in terms of those different groups and categories, um, the uh, all those activities don't play take place just in Wales or across the UK. I presume there's a community in Ireland as well, is there? Well, and th- this is this is I think uh, link the reason why I got in in touch with you. I think uh, you know is, is I'm also now for my uh, for my sins. I'm the chairman of Irish Nuka, so I've been there. I've been in place now for about three years. Um, uh, I went on the committee initially three years ago for this very reason because there's, there, there isn't uh, there is no snooker um, activity in, in, in any disabled for, for dis- disabled people or, uh, or or anyone with a, with an impairment. There's no uh, platform for them. So um, I was just asked to come and join the committee there on the on the national board. I got on and within six months I became the chairman and now I'm running it. So. And what we have at the moment, we're still very, very early on because of COVID has derailed us. Um, I don't need to tell you, obviously, a lot of dis- uh, 
people that uh, play with a disability have, you know, anxiety and right, rightly so. Um, so it's been difficult to hold events. Um, and we, we've only had one very small event thus far. We had seven um, uh, players present. Um, there were two there with uh, muscular dystrophy and there, there was um, uh, an amputee. Uh, and then there was um, a couple of visual impairment and also uh, two lads with um, uh, with with, uh, with with a brain uh, problem and things. So, so there was, it's been a, you know, look, it, it's it, we're very 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 early in in the stage, from um, an NGB uh, point uh, point of view in the development of um, the disability game. So. Uh, and it's only going to improve over the years ahead. Uh, we, we will have our first national championships uh, next year, uh, where, we'll, where we'll crown, um, uh, yeah, again, uh, it, SBI is the name of our NGB. It's Snooker and Billiards Island. And we'll crown an SBI um, disability champion next year. Um, so, But yeah, we're very, very early on in, the, in, the, in that progression. So, And I suppose um, Vision Sports is obviously a component part of NCBI. Um, and it too is a um, NGB, which is the national governing body. So um, it, it would be something that would be very int- uh, relevant for Vision Sports to to pair up with yourselves to um, invite other visually impaired individuals who are passionate about snock- snooker and billiards um, to link in with yourselves. Uh, it'd be fantastic. I, I have to say, I, I I have no experience in this area. Um, you know. It, it, we're all our NGB um, SBI. We're, we're all um, you know voluntary based yes. individuals with twelve with twelve on the committee. But you know, so we we really are. Uh, I, I'd like to say that there's a you know we have this professional drive with a strategy. We just don't. We're um, I'm taking everything I can from the WDBS, which is the World Disability uh, Body over in the UK. Um, and we're having our guidance from them, but um, you know. And again, when I contacted you um, uh, a month or so ago, a couple of months ago, it was it was really for for so that so that I can learn from you guys what you've learned from uh, what you know about uh, you know the visual, visually impaired and sight um, issues and things. And we'll hopefully team up and have open days. Our we have a headquarters now, which is which is opened in Carlo. It's our centre of excellence. Right. Uh, it is it is a phenomenal facility. It's one of, uh, if not the best in Europe, and one of the best in the world. Um, and it's it's I've been driving that uh, all the way through through COVID, so that's open now, and uh, it'll be it'll be open to to you and and um, all your members without question. We'll have coaches there for coaching, um, and uh, it'll be a really fun day. It has to be a fun day. We won't take it too seriously, obviously, for those who have never picked up a cue before. And maybe there might be one or two that have played pool or something like that, or you know, and but but yeah, no, I, I'm really looking forward to meeting up with you guys. You are welcome down. We can um, just um, hopefully help us with a program that we can do annually. And tell us what kind of modifications do individuals need in order to play um snooker and, and billiards? Uh obviously the, the balls are Coloured? Do you need to put a, a noise in the ball, as what happens in other blind tennis and blind football, for example? 
it becomes quite a, an audio based game. So tell us how it works from a snooker and billiard point of view. Well, it's 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 simple. We we're not that far developed, you know. We we're not that far down the line. So as it stands, you you the the G seven group that I'm a part of with the World Disability um, in the UK there that I travel to. Um, it is they are moderate visually impaired so there's no it's not blind so you you, we we don't as far as i'm aware we we don't have um a facility that would allow us um to well i don't know whether there's something we can do i you know i don't know but as it stands it's really for those who have a slight vision of or 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 an impairment as opposed to being blind so uh, but I, I haven't seen any development in snooker and pool anywhere uh, for for that. So unfortunately, but I, I'm massively keen to find out. Now that you've just said that to me about um, uh, you know the balls possibly having a noise or um, of that nature, maybe that's something we can look at. Definite. Well, I I know it's kind of common in blind football, um, and yeah. say to participate in that, in, individuals need to have a, a certain level of low vision um in order to to qualify for the sport um so i I was just curious to see if there was any modifications on the standard snooker and and billiard um system that 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 presently operates absolutely nothing nothing and uh it's it's i'm I'm pretty sad to say there is nothing um but again I, i i have to stress we are you know we're not years into this we are weeks into it uh you know what i mean we're not we're trying to, we're trying to, you know, I know the big word at the moment is inclusion and, and things like that. And of course, because because my, well, figuratively speaking, my eyes have been open now to uh, disability um, snooker and uh, abilities and snooker. It's, we, we're just, now is when we are opening the, you know, doors to everyone and everything. It, it's, uh, uh, and we're going to have to learn uh, things that I'm learning from you now, just, just by you saying that I, I literally do not, I wouldn't have seen anything thus far in relation to, you know, modified equipment within our game. Okay. Um, that is something we can develop without question, but it's, we are very, very early on in our development of this. But as you say, at least the kind of template has already been established somewhat by virtue of the fact that the World Disability Billiards and Snookers Association is still is active right across the globe. Yeah, I, it is. I mean, it, the, the I, I think it's been going for the World Disability is has been going for I think around seven years. Um, they're hoping they they. They're hoping to go out to, I think it's Dubai. They'll have an event out in Dubai at some stage next year. Uh, they'll be in Poland, I think, next year as well. Um, and and this is where you know this will be great for for you guys as well. Is that you will you will, there will be a World Disability event in Ireland next year, and this we're hoping to hold that in and around March, April time next year, and it'll be the first World Disability event in Ireland ever. Uh, in our game, of course, in in, uh, in snooker and billiards. So, and that'll, be um, that'll be in Carlo. Yeah. Um, and it'll be, you know, and it'll you'll be able to, you'll be able to, um, yeah, you'll be, you'll be able to see for yourself. It, it, it won't be huge numbers because 
what happens is it, it's the development, all the development of the last seven years has been done in the UK. And if you can imagine, I would say 80% of all participants are from the UK, um, you know, mainly English, but there are Welsh and there are Scottish. Um, it, it becomes difficult for those with disabilities to travel uh, when it comes to, you know, if you're crossing, going on ferries and, you know, there's the financial aspect as well as the, uh, the physical one. Um, but um, in saying that, it's a start. We have to start somewhere, but there will be an event. We've had an agreement with them um, and it, it will, there'll be, you know, uh, eight to 10 or maybe 12 visually impaired. There's, a, there's three from Ireland. Um, two of them have never played, including myself, of course. Two of them wouldn't have played before in, in this event. And uh, but it'll be brilliant, and it'll be you know it'll be great to see you down there and, and come to the open days initially, um, and can and meet some actually meet the, the the representatives from World Disability. These are some of the biggest names in our sport. So um, you may or may not have heard of a gentleman called Barry Hearn. He runs. Um, he's the main promoter for world snooker so he's you know he'd be like a um, uh, for want of a better word like a Don King character he's a bit he, he, he runs the game but his number two will be over with us great um, congratulations on getting it, it's such a start has achieved so quickly um, and already a significant uh, championship on, on the horizon um, and tell me Dylan it, you mentioned earlier about the different gradings and the different categories um, and if individuals are um, placed within uh, a group of other individuals with, who are blind or vision impaired, is it um, then subdivided based on age or is it all just every, everyone who's vision impaired is placed together? So, yeah. So at the moment, it's, it depends on numbers. You, you, there are, um, there's a Scottish uh, gentleman that plays, um, uh, his name is Gary Gallagher. And I'll just use him as an example. Um, uh, his visual impairment uh, hinders him more than myself, for argument's sake. So, so I can correct my. I wear special glasses um, uh, that allow me to. For again, Dennis, you would have seen Dennis Taylor possibly in the past when he won his world championships with his with his uh, huge um, glasses. Well, you, you know that that's one of our aids, uh, by the way. Um, so, but Gary, he, whatever happened to him uh, many, many years, he has peripheral vision. Um, he struggles to see everything in front of him. But his, I, 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 again, I, there's probably the wrong um, terminology there, but it is, he's, his vision is peripheral. And it, but somehow he plays snooker and to a really high level. And uh, it's amazing. So if, if, for argument's sake, we get big numbers at an event, which big numbers would be in excess of 20, okay. then they will divide the groups up um, with, with that in mind. So someone like myself, I play it, you know, I, I do play at a high level even with an impairment, but um, there are only eight or 10 that, have a, that uh, play, um, if you like, with a similar impairment to myself there are people with that, that play with worse uh, um, eye conditions and um, we would split into two groups at that stage but unfortunately if the numbers are reasonably low which would be the case in Ireland we you know it'd be great if we had 10 or 12 but the numbers would be reasonably low so it'll be one group for all 
and then it uh, it works out that you have uh, you would play best of uh, five uh, in in two to five best of five frames um, through the group stages, and then you would you would have a knockout stage then from the semi final to a final, and that's that. And that's usually the way it works. Okay, excellent, excellent. Um, and tell us what kind of um, tournaments do you have coming up yourself for the remainder of this year? Well, we 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 are believe it or not, we we're, we're at the the quieter time now. Um, we as as an ngb we 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 go into the international season now so we uh, coming up in august um just on a personal note i've made the irish team i captained the irish over 40s team this year mm-hmm. for the first time in leeds um uh, and that's nothing to do with a disability now this is straight snooker um and that that'll be probably the biggest one of the biggest days of my sporting career really it's not a career but it's on at an amateur level yes. um and it's um, it's a real honor for me to it's a four-man team and that'll be in august uh, we have a few small events uh, coming up uh, but they're more summer events and camps at the center of excellence in carlo um and then it'll be in, in end of september and october when we get back to a full season the season is usually from as I said, end of September, right through until May. Okay, so it nearly mimics uh, an academic calendar, then, really. That's right. Yeah, it, it's just, it go if you like. It, once the summer comes, you kind of uh, uh, you you it's out. May, once we get to May, the World Championships is a good indication. Actually, Ronnie O'Sullivan won the World Championships there um, uh, a few weeks back or a month or so ago. And uh, uh, once that is over, it's usually a good indication that the season is finished. But uh, okay. And tell us, Dylan, how, how come you chose um, Carlo as the centre of excellence? How, how did that centre come about? Well, there's a gentleman up there, his name is Jim Lacey, and he, he um, for, again, he's, he's kind of Mr. Snooker in Carlo, and he's been, he's been in, in and around Snooker. Uh, he lives in Carlo, and he, he had his own uh, very large, successful commercial club in Carlo for about 30 years. Right. And what happened was, quite, uh, again, long story short, um, he decided to move the premises on uh, commercially. He sold that, uh, but we stayed in car. It was, it was, if you like, it was our, uh, it was a home for us. We used it as a base because it's such a fabulous uh, facility, um, and the national coach is, lives there. As a gentleman called PJ Nolan, and he lives in Carlo as well. So we. Um, uh, we just found uh, it, it's an old Peugeot dealership uh, that was that had been unoccupied for eight to ten years, and we've got a great deal, and we, we you know we've converted it. It's been open four months now, and it is fabulous. So, and, right. um, but it, it it doubles up as an academy as well. We have a little training zone there with smaller tables, so. When you guys come to us for a, for an open day, for argument's sake, you you'll be you won't be going onto the big tables, which can be uh, which are, which are, you know a hard work. Obviously, you can you'll use them, but it's the the small tables there that we have. We have uh, four training tables that are six by three, and they'll be great fun for for everyone involved. Really, brilliant! And uh, thanks for the the invitation. I'll certainly. Um let our colleagues in, in Vision Sports know of the fact that this is a um, essentially a open invitation to anyone young and old who are interested in um, snooker and billiards to, to 
to get to uh, more familiar with the sport and try it out. And those who have never tried it but are interested can still also participate. Um, and what's the best way of getting in touch with you, Dylan? Well, you, you have my number. There is um, um, a website. If you if you were to go on our website, it's sbireland.ie. Um, you have all the contact details and phone numbers and, and things like that. You can you can um, browse through. You can actually see you know the uh, the, the levels. There's, there's many different levels of our sport. Lots of information again on on tournaments and things like that. But you'll get all all the information will be on that website and. Uh, and then there's a there's a number that you can call. I don't have it in front of me now, but you, there's a number on the website that you can call the HQ, and uh, um, PJ is there. He'll answer. You can book a table, but otherwise, just contact myself, and we'll we'll arrange a, you know a, a day or, a, or or whatever really whatever whatever needs to be done, we'll do it for you. So, and give us the website again, please, just for our listeners. S B Island. S for Sarah, B for Barry. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Uh, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Um, and I suppose just uh, as always for our listeners, if you're w- interested in getting in touch with any of NCBI services, feel free to contact 1-800-911-250. Information about uh, Vision Sports is also available on our website um, or you can connect with Vision Sports through that telephone number. Um, anyone interested in um, finding out a little bit more about Snooker and Billiards Ireland can, uh, as Dylan rightly says, jump onto their website, which is sbireland.ie. Um, and Dylan, just to say thank you very much for joining me this, this afternoon. And we'll definitely be in touch with trying to arrange a, an open day with you um, and to find out a little bit more how we can promote your competition in March. We'll keep in touch so that people are aware of it and can uh, join the the growing number of vision impaired billiard and snooker players. Excellent. Thank you very much. Pleasure.